0: from the 15. Fires to the end zone. John Brown has it! Touchdown, Ravens! Touchdown! Woo! Joe Flacco just went true breeze and marks the Ravens 81 yards down the field.
1: Welcome to the MobTown Blitz show. I'm your host, Anthony Barkley. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at a a y e e b a r k l e y. And I'm joined today by my friend and co-host, Eze. e
0: Eric Himmelheber. He called me Eazy-E because he doesn't know how to pronounce my last your name. His name is Eazy-E. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at E-Himmelheber, E-H-I-M-M-E-L-H-E-B-E-R.
1: As always, we're proud to do this podcast on one of the top sports websites in the district, dmvsportsnetwork.com. They can be followed on Twitter and Instagram at dmv underscore sn. They have some great daily content up there on all things DC sports in addition to college sports. And a lot more, so after you listen to this podcast, go ahead and check it out. In addition, please be sure to subscribe to our show, whatever podcasts are available. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And without further ado, let's get into it. So, sad day, but a day that we expected here in Baltimore. Joe I cried Flacco. myself to sleep that night when oh my I heard God. the news. Joe Flacco is no longer here thanks to uh, our genie. Not genie. Why did I say genie? The you are teller. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I was looking up on Snapchat wow. and I saw the, um, everyone that everyone came for Will Smith as being a genie. Oh, wow. Anyways. The
0: yes. fortune teller over here. Yes, Joe Flacco got traded for a mid-round pick to the Denver Broncos. Of which we all saw coming sooner or later. You know, they weren't gonna trade him, they were gonna release him, but it's better to get something out of the trade than nothing at all.
1: Who do you think won that trade? Uh
0: it's I wouldn't necessarily say the Ravens won the trade unless they draft some Hall of Famer with the fourth round pick or fifth round pick that they got. Um so I would say probably the Broncos, because they got a starting quarterback. But it all depends on how they use them. You know, the Broncos had a terrible passing game last season. They ranked 19th in the league in passing offense. So, you know, they did upgrade over Case Keenum. Joe Flacco is a better quarterback than Case Keenum. There's no denying that whatsoever. With the bigger arm. With a bigger arm, uh, more experience, but we we all know about the Mile High Miracle and, and Broncos fans are probably really conflicted right now with Joe Flacco as their quarterback.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine just waking up being a Broncos fan like, crap, we got the guy that just threw a Hail Mary over Raheem Moore for a touchdown and then beat us and then went on to go win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and now Raheem Moore is playing in the AAF too. <laughs> <laughs> um... The thing though that really got to me was seeing everyone all over all these sports networks just trash flack absolutely and it, it like it, it just made me like really angry because I'm like that's our crappy quarterback. You can't talk about our crappy quarterback only we could talk about our crappy quarterback like we knew that he was subpar, but we don't want everyone else saying that he's subpar.
0: And it's not only that. I think, like you were talking about, how everybody was kind of bashing Flacco for no good reason whatsoever.
1: There was As, good reason. There was good reason.
0: Especially guys on like NFL Live on ESPN, like Dan Orlovsky, uh-huh. for he's bashing Flacco and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Dan Orlovsky. He has no room to talk <laughs> at all. Heck, is that is that
1: the guy
0: that ran out of? That's not him. You know, that's him. The guy for the Lions who <laughs> ran out of the back of the end zone. Yep, that is him. Yeah, you can't yeah, talk. He, he has no room like to that. talk. No. But, no, I think uh, I think Peter Schrager for uh, Good Morning Football said it best. You just got to watch and see what happens. Because he's he even said he doesn't really know what to expect from Flacco at this point because he was benched, you know, the rest of the season. He was sidelined after getting injured in that Steelers game. on the front. And after the first drive, you could tell um, when two attacked with him, he was coming up limping and everything. So he did get hurt. So he was actually sidelined, you know, doctors um, – examined him, they found out he was injured. So, you know, he's gonna be fully recovered. He's but he hasn't started in a while. So it's it's gonna be weird. He's played here for what was it, eleven years? Yeah. Eleven years and it he's never played with any other team. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see what they do in Denver. Um I know with Philip Lindsay's breakout season they have a running game and usually Past history shows that when Flacco has a good running game, that's when he or excels the most. Oh yeah, most
1: but, definitely.
0: So if if the Broncos figure out that, you know, Flacco's best when he throws 15 to 25 times a game and not 35, 45 times a game, I think they could actually become a good team cuz not you know they have that pass rush with Von Miller and Chubb to, you know, their defense is still solid enough for Flacco. It's it's just
1: all a matter of playing to Flacco's strengths. Uh yeah, I mean you you know you spoke on it pretty perfectly. Not to mention they also got my man Rolls Royce Freeman in the backfield. Don't be forgetting about my ducks. Uh Scott. you know, 2 headed attack. Shout out to all my ducks in the pros. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so God, just had to get that shot. I gotta right I now. gotta plug you O in there, man. Oh I love my, my ducks. God. Um Anyway, so with the two-headed monster and Philip Lindsay and Rolls Royce, it's just gonna be interesting to see what Flacco can do. Like you said, Denver has a, a solid defense, and I feel like with a, a good running game, if they get them some blockers, you know, they got they got a couple of receivers over there in Denver. My only concern is is if they make the playoffs. I, I don't I don't care, you know, Tom Brady, whoever.
0: No, if they make
1: the playoffs, ben Roethlisberger, yeah. One yeah. quarterback I wouldn't want to see is Joe Flacco in the playoffs. That man is just for some reason no, especially if uh, Denver gets a home game, even Hall in the Hall of even, Fame worthy when he plays, when he plays in a in a postseason. In the postseason, yeah, post you season. saved yourself there. In the postseason,
0: no, uh, no. Let's be honest. <laughs> if it wasn't for some instances, like you know Lee Evans dropping that ball in the playoffs, oh my fr- god! Right then and there, Flacco would have been the two Super Bowls. And heck, if it wasn't for the defense blowing games the past couple seasons before this year, we would have been in the playoffs, and who knows how far we could have gone too. So it's not necessarily always on Flacco our lack of success but he but since he's the quarterback he always took the fall for everything but whenever we did well he he never got the credit he deserved either so I I really think Denver isn't getting you know a Blake Bortles or anything it's it's just a matter of how they use Flacco and if they use him right he's going to be a very good quarterback
1: for Denver. If they get the Flacco that played the Super Bowl season cuz he was hungry he was going on the contract year and he you know the Oh well, yeah he he was
0: great the first few years he was here I mean his rookie season we went to the AFC championship say, yep. yeah
1: and if it wasn't for Troy Polamalu leaping over the line of scrimmage causing a fumble I mean we were in position to go ahead and go to the Super Bowl his rookie year yeah so we never know we just never know. I mean, Flacco could have had two or three rings by now, but
0: they uh they definitely upgraded over Case Keenum without a doubt. But what I found terrible about this whole trade was the Broncos Super Bowl odds actually went down after trading for Flacco. They were a hundred to one Super Bowl odds. They're at hundred twenty five to one Super Bowl odds
1: with Flacco. Y'all keep sleeping on this man. I'm telling you, I I, I think. This is honestly what I think happened to Flacco after we we got the ring and he got his check. Because I felt like he was like, okay, this contract year, I want some money. I'm going to play my butt off. I got you the ring. You got me my money. What more else do you want from me? I got you your ring.
0: But see, that's the other thing. Like Everybody keeps saying how Flacco didn't live up to his contract expectations. Well, when you're in a general manager perspective or position and you see your guy who's still in a rookie quarterback contract when you a Super Bowl you're going to give him that type of money cuz that's the market for the quarterbacks at that time. Exactly. So, but after the Super Bowl, the Ravens didn't do the best job to give him what he needed to get them back to the Super Bowl. You know, they never Really solidified a a true number one receiver for him after the
1: Super Bowl. They They, tried and failed.
0: Yeah, they were juggling offensive coordinators left and right.
1: I was going to say, it felt like he had a new coordinator every year.
0: They never established a true running back for him either. Because they were juggling, you know, Justin Forsett. Then you got um, Alex Collins, and they were juggling. They never had a set running back for him like they had with Ray Rice, and he always had offensive line problems after the Super Bowl. His offensive line yeah, was Matt basically made it. Yeah,
1: Matt Burke retired right after yeah, the Super Bowl.
0: And injuries too. Their offensive line was made of glass. It seemed like every season that uh, one or two guys were getting hurt on the offensive line. So they didn't really do the best job to give Flacco the best offense possible because we always talked about how Flacco was never the type of quarterback to make everybody around him better. He's just as good as the talent you put around him. Yeah. And that... I mean, it's not necessarily a problem. And the Broncos have a lot of talent. Like you said, they got guys like Cortland Sutton's really mm-hmm. molded into a really good receiver. Phillip Lindsay's a pro bowler. So they have the talent at Denver. It's just a matter of, will they play to
1: Flacco's strengths like the Ravens should have? I mean, with that... You know, y'all saw how lo- how far he can launch that ball with that mile-high miracle. I mean, I wonder if they're going to get, like, some deep threat receivers for him in a draft or what are they going to do in the offseason. But it's, it's just – it was just, like, a weird – like, you knew what was coming when Lamar got drafted. We all saw the writing on the mirror, and it felt like at first, you know, that first game in the season, albeit against the Bills, but it was just like – Joe was like, uh – sit down, rookie, I got this, you know, with that crazy good performance he had. And he had, like, uh, I mean, the the Browns game was – we didn't know what the Browns were when we played them the first time. Yeah. We didn't realize that they were that much better with Baker and, and just that defensive unit was just gotten a whole lot better.
0: Yeah, it was like other teams trying to prepare for Lamar Jackson. They didn't really know what to expect, kind of like how we didn't know what to expect with Baker – but, you know, the Ravens could have won that game because Flacco threw that perfect pass to Crabtree at the end of the game, and he dropped it. So people were like, oh, well, he lost to the Browns, and Lamar Jackson beat the Browns. No, Joe Flacco and the Ravens could have beat the Browns if Crabtree caught
1: the ball. They are also in position to beat the Saints, and then Drew Brees just worked that defense, and then – Justin Tucker, you know, is, is human. It, it happens,
0: dude. It, it happens. You know, Flacco let us down the field, got a touchdown at the end of the game, and it, we we all know what happened. So, I think another thing is you got to realize when Flacco was here, he was also in the top three quarterbacks in the league in game-winning drives as well. So when it comes to crunch time, the Broncos have one of the best quarterbacks. And when it comes to game-winning drives, overtime, late fourth quarter, two-minute drill kind of situations, with the Raiders being the Raiders and how they are. Mm -hmm. I um, was going to
1: say, it looks like that... It's gonna be between them and Los Angeles and the AFC West, so I wouldn't yeah. be surprised.
0: I, no, I mean you still got the, you still have the Chiefs too, so oh yeah, uh, yeah I forgot you, they yeah, the Chiefs. You have the Chiefs out there. Like I said, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting division. You know, I still think the Chiefs will win the division. Yes, yeah, sw- the Chargers we saw are still you know they're still a good team. Philip Rivers has finally built an offense around him that Is he, he, can coming see- back? he who Philip yeah Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, so it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens in the AFC West. So, <laughs>
1: what's your what's your favorite Joe Flacco moment?
0: My favorite Joe Flacco moment. Oh man, it might it might actually be in his rookie season when uh, they faced the Raiders and he went out on that pass from Troy from, Smith. From Troy yeah. Smith, yeah, and uh, he stumbled going down the sideline and he was like five yards short. And yeah, uh, he had a lot of good moments too. Uh, Winning the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl of course was um, that was incredible. pretty pretty big uh, pretty big moment because he went up against an amazing young Andrew Luck quarterback, and then he outplayed two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time too, mm-hmm. and to go on that eleven touchdown no interception run, tying a Joe Montana record. I think just watching that all kind
1: of unfold in itself was pretty amazing to watch i'm probably gonna say my favorite flat go moment was the that last like late two minute drive when it it was like a almost 80 90 yard drive they had against the steelers and he threw that like perfect dime to tory smith because i was in a oh room, yeah so yeah. grounded by steelers, steelers fans, fans and it was just like perfect i'm just sitting there and i'm just watching the first one like you know first couple of days, like okay removing the ball removing the ball we're moving the ball and i was like i think it was like I think they converted a fourth down on that drive, believe it or not. Like, Steelers fans were like, oh, it's over. We got this. We got this. They convert the fourth down. I'm like, yes, we're still alive. We're still alive. And then he just throws the down to Torrey Smith, and Smith catches it in the end zone. And the look on everyone's faces was just, and I was like, ha! Ah, yeah, I ah. yeah. So anytime you can get a victory over the Steelers, Perfect. He had (laughs) even, like, off-the-field moments,
0: too. Like, you know, right after he got his contract, the first thing he did was go to a McDonald's (laughs) (laughs) drive-thru.
1: That seems like the most Joe Flacco thing ever. He also bought a Mega Million ticket, too. It was, like, a giant jackpot, and, like, and I was like, "What are you gonna do if he won?" I was like, "I don't know." So but, uh,
0: it's it's gonna be weird not seeing Flacco here. You know, he's the greatest quarterback this franchise ever had. Easily, and it's not debatable. Don't, not debatable. Yeah. It's I don't I don't care how you are as a Ravens fan. If you didn't like him over the course of his career here, I don't care if you bashed him every time he came onto the field. He was the greatest quarterback the Ravens have ever had, and probably one of the best draft picks too that they've ever had as well. Because I remember they got him and Rice Mm back-to-back. So, you know, drafting Flacco and finding this kid out of freaking Delaware. Oh, my God, I remember that draft. (laughs) I don't think anybody would have thought this kid from Delaware, you know, would have led the Ravens
1: to their second Super Bowl. I just remember sitting there like watching like with some of my friends. And this is before I went to Towson. I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, they were like, the Ravens select I mean, I I was like, oh my God, we need Matt Ryan. We need Matt Ryan. Of course the Falcons picked him up and I was like, crap, I don't know who we're gonna get a quarterback. And they were like, the Ravens select Joe Flacco out of Delaware and I said Delaware got a football team. <laughs> yeah. No, none of Since us. Yeah. When?
0: None of us. None of us. Uh, Ravens fans really knew who he was because, like you said, Matt Ryan was the big quarterback to come out of that draft, and I still remember everybody was uh, kind of up in arms how uh, Matt Ryan, I think, won Rookie of the Year in two thousand eight oh, yeah. over Joe Flacco, and a lot of Raven fans were, including me, were pretty. Uh, Upset about it because we see Joe Flacco going to the AFC Championship his rookie year, and we're just like, "How is that not rookie of the year worthy too?" It's,
1: it's also very—I don't. Know, you could say that same thing about Lamar being like one of the only rookies. Oh well, between him and Darius Leonard, to make the playoffs, uh, like that yeah, actually had impact. For
0: that's that true, but Saquon Barkley had such an amazing rookie season yeah. that it just kind of—it's—it's it's above all other rookies. I know Baker had a great season, but still,
1: yeah. Um, it, it it's just like I mean, just super odd to see him go, sad to see him go. and we just wish you like nothing but the best, Joe, as long as you don't play Baltimore. So before we continue, it's time to tell you about DMV Sports Networks Library of podcasts. Right now we have nine active shows, including our own. My Town Blitz podcast, team shows from the Redskins, Capitals, Nationals, Wizards, Ravens, Fantasy Fever, dealing with all things fantasy football, a pair of mixed bag shows from It's About Time, DC, and Dawn and Thunder, and a debate show, DMV Dispute, which is available via live stream on Twitter. All these shows can be... Found wherever podcasts are available. So please check these out, and if you like these shows, please leave a review or subscribe on all platforms, including Spotify. All right. So now I'm getting into AAF Week Two or yeah. G League, the G League, G League of
0: the, the farm NFL. system for the NFL. You know, Kyle talked about that. He brought up a good point in the last podcast, saying how um, the AAF is basically minor league football. And I didn't really take that into consideration until I watched it. And I was just like, it is. It is a minor
1: league football league. Yeah. <laughs> a minor league football league. Yeah, I was about to say, like, if you're if you're going into the season with like expectations of top notch football, you're gonna be disappointed. You you had to go in there watching with the hopes of just Decent quality. You hope some of the games are competitive. You hope that you can see something And you just hope you know some of the players that are on the team. Yeah, I'm gonna say I think I recognize the player from all eight teams. Yeah. Um Shout out to all my ducks in the AAF. Man, no one cares about your ducks. <laughs> shout out to all my ducks. Shout in the out AAF. to all the ravens, the former ravens in the AAF.
0: We're know, gonna get to we're gonna get to your precious. Uh, no, I, we're having a whole segment about him,
1: but your also shout out AAF to AAF MVP but, after week but, one, even though they lost. But also <laughs> shout out to uh,
0: Will Hill, who yeah. had uh, an incredible first week for Orlando. That you know he he went off, and you know I I, I still believe Will Hill can be. A good safety in the NFL. I'm actually surprised he's in the AAF, to be honest.
1: Man, we still love you for that uh, block field goal return against Cleveland. Yep, we still remember that. We we'll do see the, that in Baltimore.
0: The, the AAF is interesting because you do have a lot of former players. I mean, you even have Christian Hackenberg. No, oh, he played horrible. He played <laughs> – <laughs> I mean, horrible. At, least, at least he didn't throw an interception. I mean, he was 10 for 23. And he's and all he the threw, quarterbacks. And he had 87 yards and a touchdown. I mean, I don't see him ever – going back to the NFL like the AAF is where he belongs yeah. but it, it is a cool opportunity because there are players in the league who probably won't ever go back to the NFL because they're in their 30s but it's just a chance for them to get paid to play football still right and it is on a national, you know, level too with games we're on CBS. I know um, TNT, TNT, NFL Network too. Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report. yeah. So uh, I think it's a really cool opportunity, especially for the younger players, you know, who went undrafted, right? But who got signed into the AAF. It's it's a good uh, it's a good platform for them to uh, showcase their talents and everything like that. What did you think of the games that Week One? Uh, a lot of the games. Like how me and you were talking about before the uh, Stallions game that uh, a lot of them weren't really high scoring besides Orlando.
1: Yeah, oh, they put a hurting on uh, Atlanta.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that that was. But leading up to that game, the games weren't really high scoring. I feel like that it kind of plays in the part where teammates still getting to know each other. Right. Playbooks aren't you know probably as full as NFL playbooks. It's it's just a matter of getting into the groove of things. I think is the, the more we get into the season, the more scoring's going to happen. Exactly. That Stallions hot shots game
1: that was, was actually uh, a pretty good yeah, game. That was good really game. good game. And it
0: sucked because Shout out it to was my
1: hot shots.
0: Josh. Who cares about the hot shots?
1: Go they're, Stallions! They're the Ravens affiliate, man. And Josh Huff and Eric Dargan, my ducks, playing. But the former Raven Josh Woodrum is the
0: quarterback for the Stallions. Oh gosh. The right, we'll talk goat. about your we'll talk about
1: your coat M V P we'll try to get him on a
0: show. Uh, I would love to have Josh Woodrum on the show, but that the last update I saw because he did leave the game with an injury. Uh-huh. The last time I checked, he was day to day. I don't know if he's active for today's game or not. The game was initially close until he came out. Yeah, he was you know he was leading the offense up and down the field. He was doing a very great job, and then I think he uh, tweaked his hamstring. Yeah, I think it was, it was. A, hamstring it was a hamstring injury. So it, it is pretty cool to. Uh, to see him succeed because he was like a lot of people consider him the MVP of the preseasons in the NFL
1: because yeah, he killed those he, pre-seasons. he
0: was absolutely dominant, but everybody made the excuse like, oh, well, he's facing third stringers, four stringers, and undrafted free agents, and
1: all that other stuff. We were, yeah, we were, a lot of people, like, I remember there was one episode, you said that, you know, how surprised you were, that they kept him over Ryan, I mean, they kept Ryan Mallett over him, and I felt the same way too, and I was like, man, like, you know, this Josh Woodrum kid. You know. He
0: plays with fire, dude. Yeah, he, I, he, like them. yeah I like him. I like him a he, lot. He really gets into it. He Like how Baker Mayfield like yells at his teammates and gets them motivated and stuff. Josh R- Woodrum showed that passion. And I remember him even being interviewed saying how, you know, how he's bounced around the league a lot and he was kind of tired of it and how he was pretty excited that he was set with the Ravens. And now that he's... In the AAF, he's the starter for the Stallions. Hopefully, he remains the starter because I know they have a couple of former pro or high end collegiate quarterbacks on their team. Mm. But seeing him to be the starter of the team and hopefully he leads them to more wins this season. Right. But it, it would be pretty cool to see uh, former, not just Woodrum, but former Ravens succeed in general too um, in the AAF. So. We'll see how the season goes, but for week one, the ratings um, beat out the NBA. Yeah. They, I think the uh, it said the AAF had... Uh, over two million viewers, and it beat out uh, the NBA on ABC. That, the
1: prime time game was like Houston, and I uh, was at OKC, I think.
0: And that's huge. Yeah, that, that's huge when you see basically minor league football getting better ratings. It's gonna than be. The a, NBA. It's gonna be a tough
1: test this week because it's All Star Weekend. So well, I mean, it's the dunk, it's the dunk contest and the three point contest tonight. So it's gonna you know be interesting to see how they compete. The night games compete against the the slam dunk contest and the three point contest, and then also not to mention. ESPN's got that big game between Tennessee and Kentucky tonight. So a lot of different places people can avert their eyes to for sports. Um, can the AAF compete with all of that? See see how the rest
0: of the league goes. I and mean, expansion teams too. You know, mm-hmm. if, you know, if,
1: uh, if this thing grows. If, yeah. if, if,
0: if the ratings keep up, the, it's definitely going to expand to more teams. And I, I can't wait to see, see how it does. To me. Moving on to, um, yeah, to the last topic. Uh, for those of you who have been living under a rock the past two weeks, Kareem Hunt, or
1: the Browns signed Kareem Hunt. Just At- when I thought we were going to get a top five running back out of the division, possibly onto our team, having to worry about Le'Veon Bell and where he was going to go about, the Browns of all teams going and go sign Kareem Hunt. It, di- it didn't really make much sense to me, though. I also thought uh, I also ugh, I can't talk. Thought it was a kind of slap in the face to Nick Chubb and everything that he yeah, did.
0: Yeah, he was 10th in the league in Russian and he was a rookie of the year candidate. So I don't understand why you would try to mix him and Kareem Hunt together I mean don't get me wrong Kareem Hunt's a hell of a running back and I don't want him in the division solely because I don't want the Ravens to be dealing with that duo Right. but from a Browns fan's perspective it's kind just kind of like why let Baker and Chubb do their thing what they did last season because they were great together why bring in why bring in somebody that had this whole situation and possible locker room problems and everything Mm -hmm. and I know Dorsey and Kareem Hunt have had history together and everything but it it just didn't make any sense to me
1: I wonder if they saw what was going on in New Orleans with um, Alan Kamara and Mike Ingram Alvin Kamara, not Alan I said Alvin it sounded like you said Alan Alvin Kamara <laughs> and and Mark Ingram, you know, but, but like, those are two totally different running backs. Yeah. Like, Kamara's a receiving back with some speed, and, like, Mark Ingram is just going to, like, run through you. Um, and I, I just, I mean, Nick Chubb kind of reminds me more of the, I mean, I guess, you know, really seeing Kareem, like, running through anyone, so maybe that's what they're kind of going through. But the thing is with
0: Ingram and uh, Kamara, you know the Saints drafted Kamara, so
1: but the, they also the Saints also drafted Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. Too. So
0: they drafted their running backs. They didn't. Right. They didn't mm-hmm. sign. They didn't sign somebody to come in and play with the running back they already had, like the Browns are doing. So like if the Browns drafted Hunt and Chubb, then that would be a different story. But now with The way they ran chubb he was he was incredible for that so so if they bring in hunt that takes away carries for um that takes away carries for chubb but it also lasts it
1: makes his career last long
0: that is true yeah and kareem hunt is a lot better in the passing game than chubb is but it's it's just because you saw how the media reacted to it and it It wasn't too long after the whole situation with Kareem Hunt
1: happened either. And I was really shocked about that, just like you said, like, I mean, it, for everything that happened with Ray Rice, and I mean, you know, we're not sitting here condoning domestic violence by any means, and it's just, I, I can't understand how, you know, how did he get back to a team so quickly after what happened, I guess with the video that they saw, they might have said this didn't look as bad as what happened with Ray. And they try to take every case individually. I mean, any 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 kind of domestic violence situation is just absolutely disgusting and un- unnecessary and 100% avoidable at all times. I don't care who you are. I don't care what happens. It's 100% avoidable. So with that being said just trying to stick more to the football logic of things now games.
0: like with Kareem home with the Browns none of the money is guaranteed okay. and he does have the possibility of being suspended the entire year too but with past domestic violence situations that have happened in the NFL that beside outside of Ray Rice that won't seem to be the case um, I was reading articles about how some insiders think he won't play before November too so they might so he might not play at all either but it's just the fact if he's if he's not gonna play at all, you're barely paying him. None of the money's guaranteed. Then it's just like, why? If he comes in after November, he's still gonna have to learn. He still has to sit and learn the playbook. He's not gonna have. He's gonna have a lot of time or, sitting down on the can bench. Can he
1: get access to the playbook? Playbook,
0: yeah. While on that, suspension, yeah, that's another thing too. So it's just, it's just it just causes a lot of commotion and how like on CBS uh, was mentioned how it's a PR risk and it is. Oh yeah. And it is because they were getting a lot of crap. I remember when they drafted uh, Baker and how he had the incidents with the uh, public intoxication (laughs) and and, it's not funny. (laughs) I mean, Everybody was calling him the next Manziel, and he... he quickly
1: he, shut everyone up. Oh,
0: I, I never believed he was the next Manziel. No. Because ba- you saw how Baker was with the fans and with kids and teammates, and he seemed like a
1: pretty, you know, upstanding kind of guy. But then he had the thing with Kansas. I don't know why everyone got mad about the Ohio State flag play. If that really...
0: I thought that was just college football yeah, in itself. Like, like, that's just that's just the greatness of college football
1: right like people are like that's just so disrespectful putting your team flag in the middle of an opposing eh, like shut up that's know? that's what
0: I love about college football because you won't see that kind of stuff in the pros but in college football that kind of stuff fires up teams and right. rivalries I, I love that and Everybody's like, everybody wants quarterbacks nowadays to be Drew Brees, Mr. Classy, who's always nice. Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck, who literally says thank you after getting tackled. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Andrew Luck. I love Drew Brees. Drew Brees is my favorite quarterback. But it's kind of nice to see a quarterback who is a classy guy, who's upstanding with fans, teammates, and coaches. You know, he calls his coaches sir and everything. He always makes sure his teammates are okay. But he still, when he gets onto that field, he has that fire under his ass and he just he plays with a passion. And I love that about him. From a Ravens fan point, yeah, I oh hate God. it. Yeah, I this hate kid it. Is just gonna be I really, I run. really wanted the Browns to draft Chubb and let Baker go to the Broncos or Giants, but how how he's gonna take Kareem Hunt in the locker room if he's gonna embrace him be like, look, man, whatever happened happened. You're here now. You're a Brown. You're under. You know. You're under our team now. You're our teammate. You're our brother now. Or if he's gonna be like, look. Me and Chubb have a thing going, and I'm really not focused on you right now. So it's going to be interesting to see how Baker, going into his second year, kind of handles all this pressure from the media. It's it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see.
1: The the Steelers kind of in this weird limbo thing with their you know with their roster going on, and the emergence of Lamar Jackson, and now the emergence of Baker Mayfield. Does the shift now become? Ravens-Browns instead of Ravens-Steelers. In terms of for the division or rivalry? I mean rivalry because as far as Ravens fans are concerned, the Browns are just another team.
0: I wouldn't wouldn't necessarily say they're just another team because of the history. As far as I'm concerned. Because of the history. Because the Browns and Ravens history shows that it's always close games. The Ravens never technically blow out the Browns, and the Browns never blew out the Ravens. It's always really close, kind of like the Steelers-Ravens games are. But the hate between Ravens and Steelers fans and players, that's not going to die anytime soon. It's just
1: not. I haven't really seen a lot of chippiness between Ravens and Steelers players. Are you I, sure about I that? I really haven't seen too much now. Fans is a whole nother story. I can't go anywhere. Like even
0: Terrell Suggs has even said, there's no team he hates more than the Steelers.
1: Well, I mean that's he hates more, but he's one of the last OGs of that. Like w- when it probably was
0: really so. Good, like, so if me and you went and interviewed every single Ravens player right now, you think more would say the Browns than the Steelers? I don't think they would say they really
1: have a rival. You know... The Ravens?
0: I would... No, no. Stop. It's the Ravens. The Ravens and Steelers are the biggest rivalry in the NFL right now.
1: In the NFL? In
0: the NFL. In the NFL. I don't
1: know, Who do you... Why? Who would you say is? I don't really think they're really... See, I think I'm... I i do not know. I think I'm just, like, spoiled. Because I grew up in that era when, I mean, it was just nasty nasty between Ravens and Steelers and you couldn't tell me anything between, like, I don't care how long your rivalry's been going on, Ravens-Steelers was it for me. And I feel like to that day, I mean, I, I look, I hate Steelers. I hate the sight of them. I hate I just I hate, hate their them. city. I hate their weather. I hate their infrastructure. Their I food hate is their... fire, though. No. No, their food no. is really good.
0: Maryland Steam Crabs <laughs> Over freaking Pittsburgh pierogies. I've never had a pierogi. You don't need to have Permanee one. Brothers is disgusting, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, the Steelers-Ravens rivalry will always remain intact. That'll never go away like the Bears and Packers, even though they both had teams where they've been terrible. The, uh, the, the just general hate between Pittsburgh and... And Baltimore, it's it's just not gonna die. It's yeah, it's it's, it's just not. I, I know what you're saying. How Baker and Lamar are two of the young star quarterbacks in the league now, and they're division rivals now. So I get where you're coming from. Plus, you like I said, you have the uh, past hate with Cleveland fans hating you know Art Modell and Baltimore, and uh, all that stupid crap. Because I don't week that's seventeen. That's not Art's fault. Week seventeen felt like a Ravens Taylors game. I think it's more so because it was for a playoff spot. It was just another instance. Because remember the year previous, or the previous year, we faced the Bengals. And it but fa- that didn't feel like for some reason that didn't. I know feel I get like I get what you're saying, but I don't think I don't think it's gonna uh, sway away. from well, Ravens Steelers to Ravens Browns.
1: Not though. to also mention, the Browns had a winning season on the line. They win that game. They have a winning season for the first time in a long time.
0: Yeah, and if so, and if you know if they didn't tie the Steelers and they beat the Steelers, they'd be playing for the division, and if they would have won... That
1: would have been for the AFC uh, North. That's so yeah. why it felt like a Ravens steelers game. Maybe that's why I asked the question. Yeah,
0: I, get what, I, get, I definitely get what you're saying, but I don't think the Browns will overtake the Steelers as the Ravens' most hated rival. I just don't see that ever happening unless sometime down the future like divisions get split like the Jaguars would move up to like Canada for some reason and the divisions because remember the Titans and Ravens used to be a riot. Yeah they used to be the big so, thing in AFC Central. Yeah, so I mean unless something like that happens I don't I don't see that ever happening again. So that'll about do it do it for us here. Hope you enjoyed the show and if you did subscribe to us wherever podcasts are available and maybe even leave us a review on iTunes as that'll help us grow in the charts and reach more people like Brad Pitt you can find me on Twitter at (laughs) e (laughs) (laughs) hey Brad Pitt might like football he might like Raven's (laughs) podcast you can find (laughs) you can find me on Twitter at E Himmelheber E-H-I-M-M as in mamma mia E-L-H-E-B-E-R and you can find my co host, Anthony, at <laughs> A-, A.
1: I can't get it out. A Barkley, A Y E E B A R K L E Y. You can at least say like Michael Phelps or something like that.
0: Nah, I gotta aim higher. Just aim high. Olympic oh, gold medalist Forget that it, don't forget to check <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to check out dmvsportsnetwork.com follow them on instagram and Twitter at dmv underscore sN and if you want to join the team contact them via Twitter the website or shoot them an email at dmv Sports network at outlook.com thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week see you